0: I am so excited to just speak to you guys this morning. Um, I'm excited to just give you a little a little piece of me and just what has been on my heart for a long time. Um, for a while now, Like I've just been questioning God and asking Him for all these different things to reveal Himself to me. And at times, I feel like when I pray and ask God for things, He doesn't hear me. Um, so have any of you guys... Felt like when you prayed and asked God for something, He never answers. How many in you in here have just been praying and asking God to reveal something to you and you feel like he just never answered or he just you just can't hear him at all? For a long period of time in my life, like I just felt like I've just been praying and asking God to open my eyes to see him. And I feel like each and every time I did that, I got nothing. But as I continue to dive in his word, he revealed his sovereignty. I believe in the sovereignty of God. Um, God's sovereignty is God having full control over the world. That means God having the world in the palm of his hands. God's sovereignty is God pre-existing before Genesis 1-1 to say, let there be and there was. And I love God's sovereignty because we can go to um, Colossians 1 where it says he is above all things and in him all things hold together and so I know that my life is in his hands he is holding my life in the palm of his hands but what makes it so much better is the providence that he has over my life as a whole knowing that he is maneuvering through my life he is numbering my footsteps God um providence over my life is Jeremiah 29:11, that he has a purpose and he has a plan for my life that's what God's providence is and so me knowing that, um, me knowing and feeling like God is doing nothing, God just revealed to me that he's always been behind the scenes, equipping and um, using his hands to write my story. He's been behind the scenes all this time, writing and writing and writing, waiting to reveal to me what he had for me from the beginning. And so for an example, for me, like I felt like God just wasn't hearing me before I go into my favorite passage of scripture. um, For an example, let's say, Let's say Treasure went into her favorite restaurant and she ordered her food 15 minutes before me. Um, And then I walk in and I order my food and then 10 minutes go by and then I get my food before her. And so she's going to be wondering, like, why is he getting his food before me? Like I've ordered and I've been patiently waiting and waiting and waiting. Why am I getting my food before her? And so many times in our Christian walks, like we feel like we've been praying and asking God for all these different things. And we see our peers, we see our friends, we see all these different people around us getting these different things. And it's like, God, have you forgotten about me? God, like I've been praying and asking you for these different things. How have you forgotten about me? But one thing about being in that restaurant, you aren't going to go up to that counter and rush them to make your food, right? You aren't going to go up there and, and ask them, I need my order right now. And that's what it feels like we do. We do to God all the time Like we go up and we're asking him over and over again, like, God, I need this now. I need this now. And that's not how it works. When you're at this restaurant and they're making your food, your food isn't going to come out the same way treasures came out because she ordered something completely different than what I ordered. And so me knowing that I ordered something completely different from her, I'm going to wait patiently knowing that my order is on its way because God has something reserved for me. And so I'm going to go into one of my favorite passages of scriptures. Um, uh, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 9. Uh, we're just going to dive into um, the story of Saul. Um, yes, Saul, Saul, the one that is going to be anointed to be king. Um, we're going to dive into that story. I would love for someone to read uh, Psalms 9 um, verse 1 and 2. First, um, First Samuel, chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. We're going re- to read a few um, scriptures in this uh, chapter. So there we see in verse 2, like we get re- we get a resume of who Saul is. We get a resume that he's choice. He's chosen. He stands taller than everybody in his village. So put that in basic terms here in our our time say if you went on Instagram Twitter or Facebook and you saw this cute girl or this cute guy you would like their photos because they looked and set themselves apart from everybody else and so in this story we see Saul in verse 2 his resume of who he is he's choice he looks b- better than everybody in his village but I love this chapter so much because we see in verse 2 and 3 the contrast Um, verse 3 says now The donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to his son, Saul, take now with you one of your servants and arise. Go and search for the donkeys. And so then we go to um, verse 15 where it says, now a day before Saul's coming, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the name from the land of Benjamin and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people. And he will deliver my people from the hands of the Philistines, for I have regarded my people because their cry has come to me. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, Behold, the man of whom I spoke to you, this one shall rule over my people. And then we go to verse 22 and it says, Then Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the head of those who were invited. And they were about 30 men. Samuel said to his cook, bring that portion that I um, had set aside for you. Um, Then the cook took up a leg and what was set aside and put it before Saul. And he said to him, this is what was reserved for you. Set it before you and eat because it has been kept until the appointed time. And so there in the beginning we see Saul in verse two, his resume of who he is. And then we get to verse three where it talks about um, his father wanting him to go and do a task. And I love this chapter because Saul had to humble himself to go and do this mundane, ordinary task. Like he could have been upset about going and finding this donkey. He could have just talked to his dad and said, I don't want to do that. I know a lot of times in our lives we find ourselves, our parents telling us to go and wash the dishes, go and fold clothes, go to school and do our work, wake up on time. And we find ourselves with a negative attitude. But here we see Saul, with a with, he humbled himself to go and do this mundane, ordinary task that his father had called him to. And so then as he's going and humble himself, doing this mundane, ordinary task, God reveals that he has something reserved for him. Because he reserved, he, was, he humbled himself and he followed and did what God had called him to. And so in the end, we see that God had something reserved for him. And so many times in our lives, we feel like, I'm praying, like we said in the beginning, we're praying and asking God for all these different things and we feel like God isn't hearing us. But we see here in this story that Because he humbled himself, because he walked faithfully and did exactly what God had called him to, God had something reserved for him. God had placed something aside for him. Just like when you're in that restaurant, just like when you are praying and asking God for those different things, God has not forgotten about you. God um, God is hearing everything that you're saying, but he's not going to give it to you when you want it. Are you going to walk humbly with God and trust that he has you in the palm of his hands? Are you going to trust God and know that he's writing your story? Are you going to humble yourself in the walk with God and walk in obedience and know that he has something reserved for you? He loves you so much that he sent his son for you. I want you to know that each and every one of you has a different gift. Each and every one of you play an important role in the kingdom of God. But God has something reserved for you something reserved for you each and every one of you and we see in scripture how sometimes God's name isn't even mentioned and he's there I love how in the book of Esther God's name isn't even mentioned and he's there in the very beginning we see Jesus God shows up in Genesis he shows up as the breath of life in Exodus he shows up as the Passover lamb in Leviticus, he shows up as our high priest. In Numbers, he shows, up by, he shows up as the fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he shows up as Israel's guide. In Joshua, he sh- shows up as salvation's choice. In Judges, he shows up as Israel's guard. In Ruth, he shows up as the kingsman's redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he shows up as the trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he shows up as sovereign. In Ezra, he's our true and faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, he rebuilds walls and he rebuilds lives. In Esther, he shows up as our courage. In Job, he shows up as the timeless redeemer. In Psalms, he shows up as our morning song. In Proverbs, he shows up as our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, he's a time and a season. In Songs of Solomon, he's a lover's dream. In Isaiah, he's the prince of peace. In Jeremiah, he's the weeping prophet. In Lamentation, he's the cry for Israel. In Ezekiel, he's the call from sin. In Daniel, he's the stranger that will show up in your fire. In Hosea, he's the forever faithful. In Joel, he's the spirit's power. In Amos, he's the strong arms that carry. In Jonah, he's the great missionary. In Micah, he's the promise of peace. In Micah, um, in Nahum, he's the strength and shield. In Habakkuk and Zephaniah, he's the one that brings revival. In Haggai, he restores everything that has been lost. And in Zechariah, he's our fountain. And in the last book of the Old Testament, He's he's the sun rising with healing in his wings. And that's just who he is in the Old Testament. We get 400 years later in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He doesn't just show up as your God, but he shows up as your Messiah. In Acts, he, he shows up as the raining fire from heaven. In Romans, he's the grace of God. In Corinthians, he's the power of love. In Galatians, he's the freedom from the curse of sin. In Ephesians, he's our glorious treasure. In Philippians, he's the servant's heart. In Colossians, he's the God and the Trinity. In Thessalonians, he's our calling kings. In Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, he's our mediator and our faithful pastor. In Hebrews, he's our everlasting courage. In James, he's the one who will heal you when you're sick. In Peter, he's our faithful shepherd. In John and Jude, he's the lover coming for his bride. And in the end, in the very end, in Revelation, he was and is and will always be the first, the last, the beginning and end. And so we see all throughout scripture, God reveals himself to us. He has something reserved for us in each and every one of those books. But will we humble ourselves and step up to the plate? Will we humble ourselves and do those mundane, ordinary things that God has called us to? Those different tasks that seem like it's annoying. Listening to our counselors, knowing that I don't want to do this right now. Knowing that I don't want to wake up right now. Will I humble myself and wake up and do what he has called me to? And so what I want to leave you here today with is humility. God has called each and every one of us to walk in humility and step up to the place and walk in what he has called us to. Will you humble yourself each and every day to do what God has called you to? Will you do those mundane, ordinary tasks that you don't want to do? Because the majority of those times We find our destiny in those mundane, ordinary things, not the verse two of us feeling like, oh, well, I look good and it's gonna get me to my destiny. Just because I'm a great athlete, I'm going to get to the next level. Majority of the time, it's the donkeys in verse three that gets us to our destiny because we've humbled ourselves and done what our Father has asked us to do. Will you humble yourself?